welcome to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Hi, friends. Welcome to Tabletop Tonight. Today, I'm looking at my top 10 tile laying games. And as you can see there, we're going to kick things off uh, with number 10, Lanterns, the Harvest Festival. And there's our friend Becca Scott. She is uh, teaching it uh, on the Good Time Society channel there. I love Lanterns. This is one of the first tile laying games that I got when I was in the hobby. And as you can see, I mean, it's just a beautiful game set on an, uh, a lake where you are putting out ta uh, lanterns. And those lanterns are going to, you know, shine bright and what you're doing is collecting sets of lanterns in order to get those precious victory points. Now what's really cool about this game, um, I mean if you see it there, the beautiful art by Beth Sobel and the design by Christopher Chung. What I really like about this game is when you lay out tiles, you're getting something like uh, whatever color is facing you and anything that you match, but also your opponents depending on where you're seated at the table. It's a really clever mechanism and I really like that because that's one thing I really love about modern games. Like they really found a way to cut down downtime on your turns so you know I just think about like old school games where you know you take your turn and then you gotta wait 20 minutes for someone else no this one as you can see there is Becca places a tile once you place it there if you match up stuff you get tiles but also whatever's pointing at you if it's a white one or a blue one or whatever you're gonna get that tile as well so you can continue to work on your you know have choices so when in your turn you get the choices to when you're gonna play uh, your tile and what you're gonna do so there's also favor tokens that you can turn in to uh, get extra a bonus actions love it so much that's why it's my number 10 lanterns the harvest festival okay so let's move on here the next one is a number nine it's a new one friends this is acropolis and here's our friends monique and naveen over there on before you play they are uh, recently played this this one is new it, it came out this year um i was really i, I had a, a tough time so there's gonna be some games here friends on this list that um may not have made the list if i was doing something different and i'll tell you what i was doing differently so um throughout this uh, throughout the rest of this year 2022 i've been doing 12 i'm doing 12 gift guides these are 12 different top 10 lists and each list i'm going to do a different game so there's going to be games that are going to they're, they're not going to cross over and some of these games may be perfect for this category or this list others will be perfect for another list but i will not cross them over so i'm going to let you know right now cascadia should have been either at the top of this list or near the top but i already used it on my, one of my previous lists and you can check out the link below for my bgg uh, geek list that has everything every all the games i'm talking about but anyways Cas i was thinking about cascadia because acropolis actually reminds me a little bit of cascadia it also reminds me of an older game that i i almost put on this list as well but i think acropolis does a little better Toluva. so you have these uh you know pieces i don't know what shape it's not a hexagon but it's like three hexagons in one right or whatever you place it down and then you build you can build on top of each other which is really interesting as you're building your acropolis you expand out but you can also expand up and as you go up you're gonna get more points obviously and it's a really neat uh, case of a little bit of resource management too because those stones you're gonna use those stones uh, and let me uh, talk about this as well uh, it's got a little bit of century spice road where you can take the first tile for free or you can spend stones uh, drop them on each one and until you get to the one that you want now to get more stones you're gonna place uh, your tiles on top of I think it's excavation sites or something like that 
like that. And that'll allow you to get more stones that you can use in uh, next turns. Acropolis is so good, friends. I have a feeling this one is going to keep going. Uh, this one is probably going to go up a little higher on my list because I really enjoy Tuluva. Uh, Tuluva is a little more abstract, and I don't think the rules are as quite as clear as Acropolis, where Acropolis is really smooth and, you know, you're trying to build up different districts, uh, like the military, you have your uh, commercial, you have residential, and as you get those uh, colors or, sh um, you know, uh, symbols together, you will score more points. And then, of course, if you build up on second or third level, you'll get even more points. It's a really smart game. I am really happy about this. Um, I feel like we're in a tile lane uh, renaissance right now. The uh, mechanism is really expanded, and I, I think it's, it's really neat what designers are doing, and Acropolis is one of the best of the bunch of recent times. So let's move on to my number eight, and speaking of uh, tile layers, this one, Carcassonne, is probably the, the big one that we need to talk about. This one is a classic. Uh, this, along with like Pandemic and Catan, Ticket to Ride, a lot of people consider those like for the big main uh, classic modern board games. Uh, now I'm showing Carcassonne Star Wars. This is our friend Sam Healy over there at the uh, Dice Tower. Uh, I love Carcassonne Star Wars. Of course, it's because of Star Wars, right? But I think it really does something uh, clever here. It takes out that farmer scoring, which is always tough to do, um, to explain to new uh, new players, right? Because farmers are a little funky the way you score them. They take that out and they replace it straight up with combat. You're going to have combat here, which I never thought it was something I'd see in Carcassonne. But yes, in Star Wars, it does have combat. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you're you know battling over planets, just like in Star Wars. Uh, the roads, uh, they're actually, I think, shipping lanes or shipping routes or shipping, you know, where you're supposedly shipping goods and stuff. And then the castles themselves, uh, they are replaced by asteroid fields so expand those as you close off the asteroid field you get points on those carcassonne is i mean it was a game changer literally right back in the day something so simple and refined about draw tile place it anywhere and try to connect uh similar things so you can score and you'll see you just place your meeple on the score track and as you score things you just score it right then and there and then you're done with it i you know lanes or roads need to be closed off oh, it's so good friends and it's been so influential on so many games and it's still to this day there's plenty of different Carcassones I don't think you can go wrong with any of them but I think Star Wars Carcassonne is our Carcassonne Star Wars is my personal favorite so that's why um, they are that that's why it's my number eight so let's continue uh, to number seven Overboss a boss monster adventure oh boy oh boy brother wise games knocking it out of the park these days and you know what they got the designer, one of the designers, Kevin Russ, may show up on this list again. I'm not going to spoil it, but you probably, if you know your designers, you're going to know exactly what game I'm talking about. But Overboss, it's set in the boss monster world. You know, got that really fun 8-bit world. Uh, very, you know, boss monster. It's, you know, very, if you're into Nintendo NES back in the day, it's got that 8-bit uh, world to it. So fun. And this one is great because it does the dual draft. And by that, I mean, it's sort of like, uh, I, I feel like Cascade Cascadia is the best example of this. Uh, I mean, a lot of games do this, but I think Cascadia is the best of the bunch and Overboss is right there. You do this dual draft where you have a tile and then a smaller tile or token, and then you have to place both of those. And of course there's restric uh, restrictions and so forth. In Overboss, you were trying to build like the best, you know, boss monster style uh, dungeon or whatever, or and what you're doing is uh, placing terrain, different terrain, because you got to defeat those heroes, right? And along with the terrain come monsters. And what monsters are 
are going to use it's up to you uh you you do want to try to score them uh, in sets they come the try to score them uh, spatially right by having them line up in certain ways or you collect them in a set you know and those are there's so many different things uh that you can play with here different uh, like i guess factions or terrains and monsters it's really clever um it goes by really quick too it's a, such a fast game and here's the thing about it i really enjoy this game and i actually i love this game what am i talking about uh, i've been doing the solo campaign i think i'm like one game away from completing it which i've been i if you see there what we're watching on screen right here is i think solo yeah a campaign solo games two and three um i've completed a few after offline and i should you know what i should do i, was pretty, I should probably live stream the finale see if i if i finish it but the only thing that holds us back from being higher honestly is it's a lot of upkeep and a lot of setup for what it is i mean there's like you have to get the you know tokens and everything a little bit of a uh for how quickly it plays i i felt like the setup should be faster but again great game cannot uh fault it for you know the setup it's that's why it's still on the top 10 list that's my number seven Overboss, a boss monster adventure okay moving right along number six ahiel oh boy talk about an instant hit michelle and i got this and now i gotta shout out my buddy rado richard ham for uh get, getting this game on my radar i had no idea what this game was and then the first time we did a stream together on his channel we talked about um actually it probably wasn't the first time it was probably the second time we got together we did a top games outside of the top 3000 of bgg right there's so many games and the fact that this is outside of the top 3000 i was blown away because it is so good and it's so underrated it's basically tetris on the board game uh, on the tabletop and we had we had the original the actual tetris game by phil walker hardy praise be but we didn't it, it was unfortunate it, the components in that game in the tetris game uh, we like what they try to do but it was uh ultimately it wasn't um it was more clunky than anything trying to use those uh tetris pieces but ahiel does nothing like that it is a fantastic game you're still doing the whole you know you get your piece you're bringing it down the board and trying to fill up the line the lines the rows going across but it's got this really fun uh theme it's ahiel uh portuguese um i believe portuguese uh celebration and like a block party and so you're bringing these you know people like you got your dj you've got you know your cooks and stuff and you're trying to fill up the neighborhood right uh in in the philippines we'd say this is like you know for the barangay it's like the the neighborhood and i think it's just such a fun theme and you're you're trying to get the meeples on there to you know get the i think it's area majority is it oh it, it's so so fun i i can't recommend this one highly enough i'm it could have you know it could be higher on my list i just think it's so criminally underrated and overlooked and I talked to Richard about this. I said, why do you think people overlook this? And we, we talked about it. And I think there's two, uh, we think there's two reasons. Number one, the name, Ahiel. I mean, I hope I'm saying it right. That's how I would pronounce it uh, in Portuguese. I know that R's can be like H's uh, for English speakers like myself. So the name probably didn't do it any favors, but also from what I understand, it was released during a time when uh, other tile lane games, which we may be talking about one real soon, uh, came out and sort of like uh, sort of overshadowed Ahiel, but I totally, totally recommend this game. Uh, you are just, you know, you're grabbing the pieces, trying to Tetris it out, and you'll recognize all the pieces, but it's got a fun theme. That's why it's my number five, uh, number six, Ahiel. Okay, uh, moving on to number five, and I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. 
for those of you listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, I record this live on Twitch, folks. So uh, if you're on Twitch, come follow me over there. If not, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, uh, let's uh, move on to my number five. Talk about criminally underrated games, folks. This one, Quadropolis, I think is absolutely 100% underrated. And I was just talking about uh, Rado. This is Rado's run through from many years ago. This is a city builder. I absolutely love this game. I'm so excited. I was really excited when I got this game because it was uh, someone was moving away uh, that I, you know, from uh, the LA area and they were just giving rid of all these games and I got it for like 10 bucks. And I was like, yeah, you know, it was like this and something else that I wanted and he sort of threw in Quadropolis. I was like, yeah, sure, I want Quadropolis. I, I, I like it. But then once I got it and played it more, I was like, oh my gosh, this is excellent one of the best tile laying games it's a city builder and what you're doing is taking tiles from the center region and you're using your architects so the architects is really neat you can you can place them you know any row or column that is not blocked off and then you'll take that tile and move the i think it's called the architect i, I forget the proper name architect or innervator or something and you place the toke uh, the piece there and now those rows and columns are blocked off so your opponents it's basically going to jump around so you can't take the same um, tile from the same uh, roller column as the previous player. So you're taking them, you put them into your city, and there are different uh, things that you're going to uh, uh, place in your city. You have residential, you have parks, you have factories, you have the seascape. So the seascape actually reminds me of Overboss, where you want the seascape like all in the same the same line. Uh, or, although in Overboss, you want it at the edge. I think the yeah, I think in Quadropolis, probably the edge as well. But the more you have in a row, the more points you. Yet. The apartments here. Now, this is what's really interesting. The apartments or, res or residences, you build those literally on top of each other. So the higher you get, the more victory points you'll get. And then you have businesses and civic um, tiles. What I really like about this, I mean, so, so good, is the resource management. And some tiles give you either people or um, energy. So the energy is used for one thing. The people, I think, is interesting because you need to be able to uh, place those people, you know, in residences. So uh, you're going to lose points, folks, if you don't put them all in, you know, residences. Certain residences want more people. Um, I think it might go on. Uh, maybe it depends on layer. It's been a while since I played it. Uh, but the energy, you need to burn it off, right? And I think you have to put those on factories. You cannot use those uh, next to parks or whatever. Excellent, excellent game. And I think it's just criminal. Uh, like I said about uh, the other game, I think it's just about Ahael. I just think it's really overlooked. Um, maybe it's too cutesy for people but boy don't let the cutesy art fool you folks this is this can be a crunchy game especially when you play on the expert side the expert side instead of having your own architects you have a shared pool of them and then you're going to have different buildings and different scoring conditions as well excellent excellent games uh game that's why it's not my number five quadropolis all right moving to the top four what's next number four Isle of Cats. Yes, Michelle and I. Uh, now, if you're watching the video, we're actually playing the Explore and Draw one, the um, Roll and Write version, because we haven't streamed the original version yet. Um, we will. Uh, I want to do it. I want to do the solo version, because this game is fantastic. It is. It just. It, I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it was like 2019, maybe three years ago, where it just exploded on Kickstarter. I mean, number one, of course, people love cats. Board games and cats, they go, you know, go together like peanut butter and chocolate, right? Two, two amazing things. But 
I don't know what I was just trying to say there. <laughs> the cat theme and then the polyominoes. It's so cute how they made the cats into polyominoes. I mean, you know how cats can be super flexible, uh, but you'll see them in like uh, polyomino shapes and you have to put them on your ship because you're rescuing the cats from the Isle of Cats before, you know, the baddies come and, you know, mess with your cats. But what's really neat is it's got this clever mix of a drafting and polyomino placement. So you're not only you're drafting the cats and managing uh, the fish to get them, but you're also managing, you're trying to draft the scoring cards. And I really dig that about this game. Uh, they're called, I think they're called lessons, the objective cards. So it's like, you know, have a certain number of cats next to each other, have certain cat, uh, number of cats on the edges, have, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's, oh, it's so good. And I actually, I, Michelle and I really enjoy the Explore and Draw version. I, did I, I did play this with Arado as well. We, we love them all. I think that the original version just, it's one of the, you know, just that tile lane. I just, something about, it's so satisfying to get like the right cat, uh, you know, so, so you need like groups of colored cats uh, that to score more points, right? And it's so satisfying to get that perfect one. And what's neat too, as someone with colorblind um, uh, issues, I, having trouble red and green, it's neat because they made each cat different, um, their tails. So if you're having trouble with the colors, just look at the tails, they have different like patterns and that's how I tell. So I, I think that's really clever the way they designed it. Still keeps the aesthetic of the game and um, you know, it, it's, it's a, a huge hit for a reason, folks. Uh, so clever and so, you know, what was it? It's just such a great overall game. And I love the fact it has a solo version and it has, it has a roll and write version, or not a, a draw and write version now. Is that what it's called? Draw and write? Explore and Draws, the official name. And what's a fun fact too, uh, Frank West, the designer, he actually came up with the um, uh, roll and write or the paper uh, pen version, paper and pencil version during the pandemic. You know, he wanted to see, you know, people to play and you could play it with the base game components of that deck of cards and then you just throw in you know your uh you just download a score sheet and you know use your pencil to fill in the cats very well uh integrated uh in a, a roll and write game so that's why it's on number four isle of cats so here we go my number three getting to the top three folks of my top 10 tile lane games and by the way don't forget let me know in the comments below what your favorite tile lane games are and I, i'd love to hear them because i've left a bunch off uh because I explained that earlier in the video, I left a bunch off because some of them just didn't make the cut, but some of them are on other lists that I'm doing during my 12 gift guides uh, for the holidays here. Okay, my number three, King Domino. A classic, friends. I love King Domino. Um, Bruno Cathala is a genius. He's one of my favorite designers. And what um, on the video here is actually, this is King Domino Origins. I got to play this with the Dice Tower crew last year during the Autumn Extravaganza, or the Autumn Spectacular. Uh, this one takes uh, King Domino. I think it's probably, honestly, the best King Domino version. It adds some resources that you gotta manage. It gives you some new tiles. But um, I'm choosing to put on the list the original King Domino for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the easiest to get to the table. It was a quick game, super easy to um, explain to folks, uh, new players. And for veteran players, it's still a nice little, you know, 15, 20 minute game that you can play between other games. But it's still, I, I love, well, number one, I love tile lane games, obviously, because I'm doing this list. But, you know, you're taking domino pieces. You're just trying to get the uh, areas, similar areas or terrain next to each other. And then you want those uh, to or 
tiles, dominoes that have the crowns so you can score those and they score in multiples as well. So if you had like say three yellows or grass and then you had two crowns on those grasses, three times two is equal six. So there's some really uh, nice ways to, you know, build up your kingdom with uh, certain terrains and get more points. There are different terrains, uh, many different terrains there. But what really sets this part of a uh, game apart is the action selection. So, or the action order. So as you select a tile, you know, you go random at first, or I think it's the lowest tile goes first, number, the, the tiles are number on the uh, backside. But then once you place your tile in your kingdom, you get to choose which tile you're gonna go on for the next round. So the first, if you put on the first one, you're gonna go first next round. However, that might be not, not that might not be the tile you want because maybe there's a terrain that you want below that. Well, of course, you take that, you're not gonna go first. So for the next round, excuse me. So it's a really neat way to do turn order. And I've seen other games uh, do this. I think uh, Floriferous does it, uh, a pencil first game. Did I talk about that one of my nature theme games? Check on the uh, show notes below for the um, other list folks. I did talk about Floriferous and they do that. Uh, they took that King Domino effect where whoever's at the top of the uh, turn order uh, or uh, who finishes uh, or who they, that determines who goes first in the next round. Excellent, excellent game. There's a bunch of King Dominoes. There's Queen Domino. There's expansions. I still feel like King Domino, the OG, the original is the way to go uh, for your collection. But if you're if you've played a lot of King Domino, I think Origins is the one that has a little more meat on its bones. But I'm still going with the OG King Domino number three tile lane game ever. Okay, uh, let's move on to my number two. We've got two left here on my top ten tile lane games, folks. Number two is Calico. We had talked about the designer Kevin Russ earlier who did Overboss, uh, the Boss Monster uh, uh, game a uh, few few spots ago. This is his big hit right here, Calico. This could have easily been my number one. Uh, it's so good. It was so deceptive. Michelle and I, you know, we, we love the theme. You're building a quilt, getting, uh, you know, attracting cats to them. But then once you start playing, it's like, oh my gosh, this is brain burning. It is so deceptive. Like you're trying to match different colors uh, of uh, quilts. And again, the brilliant Beth Sobel art. Uh, there are ways for colorblind players like myself to differentiate just by the different patterns they use for the colors. You're trying to get different colors together around uh, these goal uh, goals in the center of your board. You're trying to match those up. But you're also trying to attract cats by using different patterns. And when you get those, the cats come on board, they score more points. You can get buttons. Oh my gosh, it, it's so good. Um, oh wow, okay. I'm looking at the video right now. We just had the camera cut out. That was back in my days when I first started streaming. That is Team Dead Camera, look at that. Uh, let me go forward in the video a little bit. Uh, so excellent, excellent game. And there are different goals that you can use. So it's got a lot of replayability, which I'm always a fan of. And Oh, solo mode, it's great. It's very simple and it's, uh, Cascadia took the same uh, style of uh, solo mode where you take uh, a tile and then you just conveyor belt style, move uh, discard one or two, and then you're gonna bring some in a conveyor belt and it keeps going around so you can, you know, try to get all the tiles that you need before they go off the, the conveyor belt. Excellent game, I, it's a high, high recommend. Um, you know, it's one of those games for me that it's really grown on me uh, the more I play it just you know I, I liked it from the get-go but then I really really like I mean I loved it after a few plays Michelle and I really enjoy this and you know we talked about Cascadia earlier uh, in the video 
Cascadia is my favorite of the bunch from the Flat Out Games group, but honestly, all of them are outstanding. You cannot go wrong with any of them, but that's why Calico is my number two, which leaves us with one left. What do you think it's going to be, folks? I'll let you know right now. It is Baron Park by Phil Walker Harding. Praise be. Oh, a cute theme. You know, I mean, you were in a amusement park, a bear park, right? A baron park. Um, you're building a park full of bears, or as you know, Lauren would say, bale. Uh, <laughs> you are just grabbing tiles. You're doing one thing per turn. Like, it's like any other classic Phil Walker Harding game. The actions are simple. I love streamlined games like that. Very, very simple. You grab a tile, you place it on, or you uh, place a tile on your board, and then whatever you cover up, you're going to get more tiles. Okay, and you're eventually going to try to fill up your board because when you do you're going to score points you're going to build a bear statue and those statues are victory points now in the video you're watching uh michelle and i we're playing with the bad news bears um expansion which i think is the funniest name for expansion the bad news bears i immediately immediately thought baseball right so um i know the the company lookout games i believe they're based in europe uh germany maybe so i don't know if they made that association with the bad news bears but i did michelle and i got a kick out of it um this is an excellent game it's one of those games uh i think i tend to like games like this and that's why phil walker harding is such a, a favorite of ours the rule set is really simple to explain um and and grasp but the the depth and the strategy of it really comes through in the gameplay as you're going along it's like oh i'm doing this to get this piece but i could have done this to get this other piece instead but now i can't get the big uh, you know big tile i can't finish that off until next turn uh so maybe i should get this piece oh it's decisions like that throughout that I love. Um, I wouldn't call it like attention. I mean, there's a little bit like, you know, can you, it's a race to get that next uh, terrain out to uh, expand your park. But it's so, it's, you know, the, the the tension and the depth of it comes through the gameplay and not having to read 30 pages of rules. I, I've always appreciated about uh, games like that. And actually folks, if you just join me for the first time ever on my channel, welcome and go check out my top 10 Kinesia games because Reiner Kinesia, um, Phil Walker Harding is, I don't know, some, some, sometimes I think he's almost like the next generation of Kinesia where it's very light rule sets, but outstanding gameplay. And that's why Baron Park is my number one with or without the expansion. I, I think um, you can't go wrong with just the base game, but I would say get the expansion too. Why not? A good thing gets better, right? Uh, can't go wrong with um, Baron Park. It's, a, it's my number one for a reason. I, I love it so much and so does Michelle. So that's it, folks. Thanks again for hanging out with me for my top 10 tile laying games. Please let me know in the comments below what your favorites are. And don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button and uh, join our Discord. The link's also down there below. Join our Discord. We can talk more about these and all kinds of games. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.